89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton, and it is so good uh, to have a chat via Zoom to the author of the new book, Is God Green? Lionel Windsor joins us. G'day, Lionel. G'day, Clayton. Great to be here. Uh, look, it's so good to have you uh, here as well. And we are going to get to this book and the, the topic of it in a couple of minutes' time. But uh, first, let's get a, a bit of a background on who you are and, and the work that you do. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm actually an Anglican minister. Um, I'm in Sydney uh, at the moment. Uh, but my job as an Anglican minister at the moment is uh, that I'm a lecturer in a theological college. And what that means is that I teach uh, people who are training to be ministers of churches and missionaries. Uh, I teach them particularly the Bible. So uh, in understanding more about the Bible, understanding how they can um, understand it themselves and how they can bring it across to others. I reckon that would be a, a work that uh, is great you know, fruit of that later on as you certainly see people, you know, putting that into practice as they go throughout their life. Oh, it's really wonderful to see um, as people go out into different places um, in the world and churches um, actually putting that into practice. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Really yeah, love great, it. Great stuff. Now, you've also authored a number of other books. Uh, has uh, writing always been something that you've been a part of who you are? Uh, yeah, I do enjoy writing. It's not it's not right at the centre of what I do, but um, I, I do really enjoy it and um, have been encouraged by some you know, various publishers to um, uh, to put books together. Um, and uh, actually, this one, um, I actually wrote it originally as a series of blog posts and, uh, and, and a few sermons and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I really love uh, writing and, and communicating in that way. Yeah. Um, so let's get to this book, Is God Green? The first thing that jumps out to me is that uh, even the title... Uh, in the world that we seem like we're currently in, um, could potentially politicise people and put them into camps. Have you have you found mm. that, that there's some who are pushing quite far right if they read the book cover and some far left uh, as they read it? Yeah, it is funny. Um, I, I, was, um, I, I, I was actually... Uh, the title came about about 15, 20 years ago um, when I was actually working as a solar energy engineer. Uh, so someone suggested it to me. So it actually wasn't quite so political back then. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I do find that actually people read the book and sometimes they're a bit disappointed. So I've got a bit of a disclaimer at the moment. If anyone reads the book, if they're looking for politics, um, you won't find very much at all in this book. Um, in some ways, I've deliberately not um, decided, I've decided not to sort of you know, say, this is, this is who you should vote for, or this is exactly how you should think politically. Uh, what I've done is rather than step back uh, and said, okay, let's look at the big picture of what the Bible says uh, about these big things. So it's actually it's big picture stuff. Uh, wh who's God? What, what's God's relationship to the world? Does God care about the world? And, and the answer is yes. Uh, does God care about us and what we do with the world that he's made? And the answer there is yes. Um, the, uh, the, the reason for that actually has to do with Jesus. And so the, the story of Jesus uh, and what Jesus has come to do in this world and what God will be doing with the world, um, that's what this book is about. And so sometimes people get to the end and say, but you didn't tell me who to vote for or you didn't tell me you know, what I, you know, what I should how should you be involved in political activism? And I go, sorry, but uh, actually, I'm not so sorry. I, yeah. I, people can work it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get stuck into a couple of those things, because I'd imagine there's a, a lot of different questions, even around those sort of big ones that you asked there around, um, does God care for the world? Um, mm. You know, some might be able to say, well, well, no, of course not. Look at the natural disasters. Look at all of these things. If there's really a God there. Uh, how could he care for this world? So uh, you said look, the argument is, yes, he does. Um, where, where do you take that from? And, and how do you, I suppose, argue that he does? Yeah, so we actually have to think um, in, in, in that terms of kind of 
at least two ideas. And I know that's kind of, you know, um, hard for, for us in our, you know, social media generation where we're always thinking one idea, et cetera. But there's actually two ideas that we need to keep in mind. Firstly, that um, God actually made the world. He, he does care for the world. Um, he, he is actually the, the ruler of the world. So he actually has, has the right to say what we do with the world. Um, uh, but the second thing is that actually we've actually, as human beings in particular, done the wrong thing with the world that God has given to us. Uh, and uh, now that, you know, we, we talk about natural disasters and that, that sort of thing. Uh, and I'm not saying that, um, you know, if there's a cyclone, that means because this particular group of people did the wrong thing or, or something like that. Uh, but actually, um, going back to, to the Bible, going back particularly to the first few chapters of the Bible, but actually not just the first few chapters, but uh, throughout the Bible, the Bible tells us uh, both of these things, that actually there is a God, uh, that God um, has made the world. He made the world good. And everything about the world is, is good. It's not as if the world is some horrible thing that we need to escape from. Uh, actually, the world is good. God made the world. He actually put us in the world to look after it, um, as well as to work it. And so, you know, um, industry itself isn't bad, uh, but um, we are there to, look, to actually look after the world. And there's, there's things that, you know, approximate to a sustainable kind of development as well in, in, um, in the Bible. Um, but as human beings, so often the tragic thing is that we don't uh, do that. Uh, and so some of the natural disasters, you talk about cyclones, you know, they're called, caused by this particular group of people. Um, but actually the fact that we've been greedy, uh, the fact that we've lived for ourselves in so many ways, uh, the fact that rather than seeking to honour God and do what he wants us to do with the world, we actually kind of go, I'm just going to use the world the way I want to use it. Um, actually, that is caught up with a lot of the problems that we're experiencing um, today. And, uh, and, and pollution is the obvious one. Uh, but of course, you know, what, what people care about, particularly at the moment is, is issues of climate change and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it does the Bible uh, talk also about um, the ways to rectify this? Uh, is, yeah. is, there, is there sort of the, the flip of that? Or is it just highlighting the fact that this is done wrong, you, you got to mm. fix it? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And that's, um, it, it, it does. But it, the, the Bible's primary answer to that question um, is not necessarily the answer that we would expect. Uh, because um, we think sometimes, we, you know, when we read the Bible, um, that the Bible's all about rules and what we have to do to make God happy with us. Um, and, you know, how, how can we keep all the rules and how can we make everything better? But actually, the overall story of the Bible is actually what God has done. Uh, to, to make things better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all better straight away, but actually that's got to do with Jesus. Uh, Jesus in certain uh, parts of the Bible uh, is actually shown to us to be kind of the true human being, the one who always lived rightly, the one who always did what God, his loving father, wanted him to do. Um, and actually he his death on the cross was kind of, we kind of deserve that, but he took that on himself um, and then he rose from the dead. And that actually means that um, we can trust him um, and we can be forgiven, but also we've got a whole new life to live. Uh, and so that's what Christians actually, you know, what, that's what we want to say, you know, that, that, you know, it's not all about, you know, being guilty, um, even though, you know, when we look around the world, we might have lots of reasons to despair and feel guilty. And I know sometimes my daughter comes home from school and she goes, oh, they were talking about climate change. And I just felt so depressed and I just felt so, so you know, guilty or, you know, they, you know whatever. Um, we don't have to, to feel that guilt because Jesus has taken it on himself. Um, 
but also we have a, a new life to live. Um, and what that means is two things. Uh, firstly, that as we live that new life, um, we actually have the freedom to live lives that aren't full of greed and aren't full of, I've got to grab stuff for myself. I've got to have the latest iPhone uh, because that'll make me feel better. Um, well, we have a freedom not to do that. And actually that does contribute, you know, those things that greed um, and the haste and, and the fact that we're just, you know, constantly trying to, to go faster and faster and, and get things for ourselves. That actually is a big contributor to a lot of these issues. Mm -hmm. uh, that's true for us. Um, and also the Bible speaks about uh, the way that God will make the world right again in the future. Uh, and so we can actually hope that he will do that. That means that doesn't mean we don't do anything, but it does mean that we do have a confidence uh, that is um, more than just, hey, it's all up to you and we, we don't even know if you're going to be able to do it or not sort of yeah. thing. That, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a bit more about these uh, big factors, the, the big ideas of climate change, the, the concepts mm. of pollution, the, the smaller personal ideas of greed. And mm. uh, even let's talk all the way down to, well, does composting mean that I should be doing that? <laughs> we're going to try and ca cover all of it, the big and the small, as we keep digging into this issue next with the author of the new book, is God Green? Lana Windsor, my guest here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And joining me is Lana Windsor from Sydney. He's the author of the new book, Is God Green? Now, if you missed uh, the first part of our chat just a couple of moments ago, uh, it's not all about politics. In fact, it's almost, it's the opposite of that. It's not about who you should vote for or how or whatever, or even trying to stir up the hornet's nest of uh, where you might stand. Uh, in a political sense, it's actually about looking at the Bible, Lionel, as you said to us, and and trying to draw out what what does God really say about the environment, about um, the the planet, and also uh, our role, I suppose, as humans in the work of this planet. Um, you, you mentioned also your daughter coming home from school, talking about climate change, feeling depressed. It is the big issue at the moment. Um, around climate change specifically, are there things that you 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 pull out from the Bible that that says, look? you know, obviously climate change is such a, a, a huge part of it's multiple things put together. Um, mm. But as you look at it through the filter of climate change, what do you think the Bible says about it? Yeah. Um, so just, um, you just to, to take a, a slow step back really quickly. Um, I used to work as a solar energy engineer, and that's kind of why I'm, um, I'm interested in this. Uh, so I was kind of really interested in, in climate change um, as, as well. Um, and in those those issues. Um, yeah. The, the thing about climate change is that it's kind of um, it, it's big. It's complex. Uh, it's not something that you can kind of fix straight away. That's part of the issue that, you know, if, if, if you try to fix it uh, or if, if you wait until it's too late, then it becomes too late. And yes. uh, it's this big uh, complexity. There's also a lot of complexity around, like, like we said, the, the politics and how you actually do it. Um, but there's two things that I, I speak about when I speak about climate change. Um, the first actually has to do not so much with um, us doing things, but with us trusting God, because with climate change, we can get actually really apocalyptic uh, and we can actually, and especially young people, um, I, I find, especially, you know, children and young people, um, they can just get really um, very, very anxious. So anxiety is really big. And part of that anxiety is kind of, well, the previous generation has mucked up the world. We don't know if we can fix it. Now it's your turn. Um, and, and they just go, well, yeah. Um, and so actually one of those things is that God does care about this world. Um, and God will actually bring the world. And I talk about, I actually talk about the topic of judgment, which sounds like a negative thing. Um, and actually it's, it's um, yes, it's kind of, there is a negativity to it, uh, but actually there is a, a confidence that we can have 
that God will actually set the world to world to rights, uh, that he's still in charge of it, even though it might not look like it. So um, that that's really important. And that's something to think about for the for the future, that it's not completely apocalyptic. Uh, and so let's let's just not um, raise the anxiety that far. But secondly, there are things that we can do about it. And no matter what our overall politics are, um, actually making decisions personally to put greed to death, to, to not be greedy, which we're free to do as Christians because we don't have to grasp after things and make our lives better just by stuff. Um, that actually does make a difference. Uh, and so uh, we you know, uh, have, have sought, like I, I, I do have an old iPhone and you know, I, I try not to, um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy and sometimes we can be very greedy, but actually if we do, then we actually are not consuming more than we need and we're not trying to grasp after things because those things, that's, that's why we've got so much, you know, industry and that's why we're throwing things out into the atmosphere and, and that's why, yeah. you know, we, we, we're creating all this energy. Now, that's all bad. Um, and actually, there's other things that we can do to have cleaner energy and to actually think these things through. Uh, I don't go into all the details of that in the book. Um, I think it's, it's worthwhile, definitely. Uh, but um, that's not where, that's not where mm -hmm. I go, because I want to talk about us personally. Yeah. And I suppose in that sense, it does seem to come back to greed in different ways. Um, mm. Greed on, on sort of the national scale uh, mm. around pushing industries forward, greed on, greed on a sort of an individual business level of mm. perhaps the way they go about it, greed on personal levels of the way mm. that we consume um, mm. is it does seem like it all sort of lands back to that as, as a part of it. Uh, interestingly, I think if, you know, we, we might've started this conversation is God green. We wouldn't have thought that greed was actually the end point that, that is the, mm. the ability for us to change things. Mm. Um, how do we do that? Because it seems like, um, it is almost an inbuilt part of humans. It seems like that we're almost wired in some weird way uh, to, to be greedy or at least to, to, to fall into that a lot easier than we, we would like to be. How do we go about changing that? Yeah, um, I just first want to say that industry, I'm not saying that industry is bad because actually yep. industry and work is, is can, can be a very good thing. Um, uh, the, the way that the, the Bible says that we put greed to death um, and, and stop being greedy is actually for, for, for Christians, we actually look at, at what Jesus has done for us and we say, oh, Jesus has actually brought us forgiveness. Um, he, he loves us. We don't have to keep striving after stuff to make us feel better. Um, and part of the issue is when we look at advertising, you know, all over the place and, and you know, um, not, not all, you know, not all advertising, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got great advertising, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, often it's pushing us to say, um, you're, you're dissatisfied. Um, you need more, you know, and he buy our product and that'll make you feel better. And then you buy it and then you don't feel better. Mm. Uh, and then you just use more and more and more and more things. But to actually say, no, God loves me. Jesus, Jesus has died for me. He's risen from the dead. I actually don't have to chase after all those things uh, to, to be fulfilled because I've got that in, in Jesus. That's actually uh, what, what um, the Bible says is actually the ultimate solution to, to greed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that contentment. And so I suppose that seems to me to be a, a, a very, you know, even though it may be difficult, a, a mm. very clear answer for an individual. Mm. Is there... Is there the same answer, I suppose, on when we talk things like climate change, when mm. we are talking, um, you know, a nation or nations mm. doing that? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's some who would say, oh, well, we should try and make all nations 
Christian. Others mm-hmm. who would say, well, actually, a nation can't be Christian. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's yeah. let's try and and so so how do we how do we play out in that level that maybe the mm-hmm. argument might be all right. Well, individually, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do it, but that's not going to change the whole big scheme here. Um, yeah. How do you, I suppose, weigh that sort of argument up? Mm. Yeah, firstly, individually can make a huge difference, and it, it, it often does. So I'll say that. Um, yeah, the the, the 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 national issues are are a little you know complex, and we're, we're moving into politics and that sort of thing. It's really interesting that you know, I've lived in the UK for a while, and I've lived in Australia for a while, and some of the um, the things I've noticed is that in the UK, the Conservative government has no problem at all with with um, tackling climate change, whereas in Australia, um, not all uh, levels, but the Conservative government does find it harder. Uh, And I think that's just partly because we live such a fantastic life. And that fantastic life that we live in this country is fueled a lot by the fact that we've got all this stuff in the ground that we can dig up and burn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to actually at least acknowledge that uh, as a nation, uh, and to say, yes, that may be true, but how can we take on our responsibilities to say, yes, even though we've got that, um, you know, it is, is the national um, kind of you know, well-being, is it really dependent on us having to keep digging stuff up from the ground and, and burning it? Um, and you know, digging up stuff up from the ground and burning it is actually built where we are today. And so if there's any coal miners listening or people who were working in coal or whatever, I, I love you. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but, yeah, to actually say, can we actually change uh, what we're reliant upon um, by looking at alternative ways of doing things? Now, they, they are political questions, and that not, that's not necessarily a directly Christian answer. But what, yep. what I would say the Bible speaks to is that we can actually say, hey, governments, um, you, you, you might say that the main thing that you are going to do for us is give us more stuff and increase our wealth and make everything better for us. Well, that's good, uh, but you don't have to keep you know, doing it more and more. We're actually content. That's yeah. what Christians can say to governments. Yeah. And I think in, in an interesting way, doesn't it? And this is the argument, I suppose, of your book too, that it comes back to me individually. Uh, let's let's not necessarily talk about the whole big government uh, aspect, as you said, but uh, my choices individually will mean, well, I may shop differently. It might mean I may consume things differently. It might mean as I talk to my politicians on that level, I will share what I'm uh, talking about differently. Um, you know, certainly from my perspective, that's been the way around foreign aid uh, to mm. say, look, you know, well, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, don't just rip that out. Actually, that's something I'd like to give uh, as a nation. Let me tell you about those sorts of things. So I, I think there's aspects around that, that um, a bit like the Mother Teresa principle, you know, I can't change every single person, but I can make it different for this one here. We just have to do what's in front of us, don't we? We have to do the thing that, that we can do. Um, it's our responsibility in the end, and uh, and we need to be responsible for what we can do. And I think as a whole group of people do that, eventually we do have change on that mm. mass scale as well, right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think that is right. That is right. So actually, um, don't underestimate the, the, the power of actually um, changing, being changed yourself. Uh, and I, again, I come back to that. Actually, God gives us the resources in Jesus to do that uh, yeah. because of the forgiveness and because of the new life that we have. Uh, so that's great hope that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this new book, uh, Is God Green? I'm sure it's going to have a huge impact. Well, it's not, not super, super new. It's been around for a little bit now. But, uh, it, you know, we, we're sure that it's going to have a huge impact. Get people thinking for sure, uh, Lionel, as well. So thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Clayton. 
The author of the book, Is God Green? Lana Windsor, my guest here on 89.9 The Light.